Thank God for everyone who serves in some capacity in our ministry. And what I want to do here today, if, if you'll allow me, what time do we got? We got anyone in a rush? Anybody in a rush? Anyone in a hurry? Amen. Bo- both baseball teams are terrible, right? So we don't really have anything to go. Football hasn't started yet. Praise the Lord. NBA finals are tonight. Okay, we're good. Okay, we're good. Praise the Lord. Unless there's something important that I'm missing today. What I want to do is I want to acknowledge something that was important that I, I didn't miss, but I didn't highlight. So let me say this to the Church of Jesus Christ. Happy belated birthday, Church of Jesus Christ. Amen. I say that because last Sunday, we, we as a church celebrated ch- uh, children dedications, child dedications, baby dedications to the Lord. But uh, on, the, on the Christian calendar, at least, it is the day that we recognize as Pentecost Sunday, Pentecost Sunday is the birthday of the church. So I'm just telling you, happy belated birthday. Anybody like me, you, you, you remember a couple days later and you send that text message, oops, happy belated, my bad, I love you, I'm thinking of you. Hey, okay. I do that because I don't, I don't, I'm never really on Facebook like ever. And Facebook pretty much tells us right when people's birthdays are, but uh, I don't do that. So, but I will not forget this day. Happy belated birthday, church. And if I can for a few moments, if you'll allow me to, Let's celebrate that birthday, can we? Can we, can we celebrate that, the birthday of the church of Jesus? Amen. Amen. All right. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, you want to see it on the screen, Acts chapter 2. Let me start with verse 1, and then we'll kind of dig into this a little bit more. But Acts 2 verse 1 is where I want to start. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord. Everybody say one accord. They were all with one accord in one place. Now, I want you to see this first, and I'll, I'll, I'll break this down, but what I, here's what I want you to see. There's a prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17. I believe this was the beginning of the fulfillment of that prayer. On the day of Pentecost, they were all in one accord, in one place. What, what prayer am I talking about specifically? Check it out in John 17, 21. Jesus said to the Father, he said, I pray that they will all be, what? One. I pray that they will all be one. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord. He says, I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. This is Jesus praying to the Father. He's saying, just as you and I, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us. Here we go. The fulfillment is happening in Acts 2. May they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. The whole reason they needed the Holy Spirit was so they could be witnesses of Jesus to the whole world. So I believe Acts 2 is the fulfillment of Jesus' prayer when he says, let them be one. Let us be one as Jesus and the Father are one. Not this kind of one. Does anybody have any, uh, any um, family functions? That, and like this, this is, this is me and Dylan when we play uh, board games. You got that image for me, Karina? This is me and Dylan when we play board games, right? How it started... Come on, how it ended, right? Tables flipped, stuff everywhere. Come on. Dylan, a sore loser because I finally beat him at Monopoly. Come on, somebody. You, you know, anyone else have any family functions that just kind of gets down like that? We, we, okay, you didn't have to admit it, but amen. Yeah, it happens. It happens. That's why we dread Thanksgiving and we, we, we dread, you know, Christmas. And we, oh, Lord, because I know, I know how it starts. We're all smiling. How you been? Good to see you by the end of the day. Ugh. Uh, it would have been better if I just stayed home. Where's the unity? Where, 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 where's the oneness? Where's the, where's the togetherness? Here's, here's my, uh, my effort and here's my hope today. 
I want to answer this one simple question. This question is this, and it's real simple. What does unity sound like? Now, we might say, well, what do you, what do you mean? What does it sound like? What does it look like? My question is, what does unity sound like? Today, I'm actually starting a whole new series called Sound Doctrine. Okay. Um, I, just, I, took the, I had Karina take the cassette tape of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and we just, uh, yeah, Sound Doctrine. What does unity sound like? What does, thank you, Karina. Yeah. What does it sound like? Can, can I take a few moments and just show you what, what unity doesn't look like? Let, let, let me give you something. I'll give them that image of the, uh, the Church of the Holy uh, Sepulchre. This is in Jerusalem. This is the rooftop of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem. And this is considered, this whole church is considered to be actually probably the holiest of all Christian sites. It is for this reason, the reason it's considered the most holy of all Christian sites is because it is the supposed, uh, alleged, proposed um, location where Jesus was crucified. So Calvary, Golgotha, and also the location of his tomb where he was buried. And so you might think, right, that this holy place would be enough to, whenever Christians show up together, that they would be unified and they would be together and, 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 and they would support each other and, and, and they would pray for each other. But, but, but historically, at the sacred site, it has actually become a site of petty quarrels that occur on an annual basis. And sometimes it has boiled over into full-blown violence. Here's why. There are six different churches that claim a, uh, or six different denominations that claim a portion of this church. Okay, they live their day and night. Portions of the roof, portions of the interior, the exterior. They claim it as their own. Six different denominations. This has been going on for over two hundred years. Okay, in terms of of what they believe is there's almost three hundred years. Check this out. On Palm Sunday Eve, seventeen fifty seven, the Greek Orthodox adherents attacked the Franciscan Catholics inside. The church with clubs, maces, hooks, daggers, and swords. Woo! What kind of church service was that? More recent, in 2002, there was a, a on top of the, right here on top of the roof, there was an Egyptian monk, a Coptic monk, who was sitting on his portion of the rooftop. What he did is he moved his chair from the sun into the shade. But here's the problem. The Ethiopian monks owned the part of the shade he sat in. Here's what's crazy. A fight broke out leaving four monks unconscious and 11 of them in the hospital. 2008. Can I go and give them that video? This is actually a, a different video I found from uh, the Church of the, of the Nazarene in, in, um, in Bethlehem. Uh, excuse me, the Church of the, sorry, not the Nazarene, the Nativity. My bad. Let's get it right. Church of the Nativity. This is in Bethlehem. Uh, the... the these are the clergymen. These are the priests. They were just, you know, cleaning their portion of, of the, the church, and all of a sudden, argument broke out, and instead of cleaning, they used their brooms as batons and started beating each other and, and throwing them at each other. Good Lord. Okay, enough of that, enough of that, because somebody's getting some ideas. If I don't like what pastor's saying here in just a moment... Let me go find a broom, the broom I was going to use to sweep the Lakers with. Hello, somebody. I'm going to throw it at the pastor. Amen. What, what is my point in all this? It gets more baffling to me, okay? When we, especially when we preach about unity. I, I always want to show you what it doesn't look like. 
Did you know that as of 2022, there are over 45,000 different denominations around the world? 45,000 different Christian denominations around the world. And you know what our problem is? We just disagree about doctrine. 45,000 different denominations say, what? Any, anybody raised Catholic in the house? My Catholic brothers and sisters in the house. Roman Catholicism makes up the majority of Christianity. And Catholicism, at least Roman Catholics, have divided into 24 different autonomous churches. Anyone raised Baptist in the house? Any, any Baptist? That's right. My Baptist brothers and sisters in the house. Okay, those of us who raised Baptists, Baptists uh, Baptist are actually the largest Protestant denomination. And they have divided into 64 separate groups. Woo! What is my point? My point is what you already know. Unity is hard. It is hard. But I need you to know this. Unity, it may be hard, but it is also a necessity if we want to see the blessings of God on our lives. I need a scripture to, to, to verify that, Pastor. Absolutely. Psalms 133, verse 1. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. He goes on to explain it's like oil being poured on Aaron, the high priest's head, and it comes down his beard. It's like the dew that flows down Mount Hermon. The point is just simply this. When we get in unity, that is the place where the Lord commands a blessing. Life for forevermore. Do you need a blessing on your life? The scriptures tell you the blessing is commanded at the place where we pursue unity. Unity. Right, now let's go back to Acts chapter 2. Verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. Verse 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all, someone say all. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. We love Acts chapter 2. I'm a Pentecostal boy at heart. This is a non-denominational church, but I'm a Pentecostal boy. I just am what I am. And we love Acts chapter 2 because we love seeing fire fall from heaven. We love the sound of the Spirit of God moving. We love knowing that there's fire sitting on top of you and you're speaking in a language that's not your own, but you're filled with the Spirit and you're proclaiming Jesus. Jesus, everywhere you go, Pentecostals love Acts 2. Mm. But I can't skip ahead to Acts 2, Rev, until I first go through the process of Acts chapter 1. The process of go and wait to receive power. The process of 10 days hanging out in the upper room with the same sweaty, stinky Jewish people. The, 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 the process uh, about this, of realizing we're missing something. No, not Jesus. We, he's doing what he said he was going to do. There's only 11 of us now. 12 is the number of government. 12 makes up the, the tribes of Israel. There's only 11. We're missing something. I can't receive the fullness of Acts 2 until I go through the process of Acts 1. And, and Acts 1 tells me that Judas is dead. He hung himself. 
I mean, this was this is the most crazy hanging I've ever heard of. He didn't just hang himself. The Bible tells us that when he when he hung himself and he and he fell and his literally like his bowels, his his body like broken half, his bowels came spilling out. It's just crazy. The Bible's awesome, y'all. I'm sorry. Acts, Acts, it's crazy. Acts one, but in Acts two. We have the Holy Ghost. We have the fire from heaven. We have the rushing mighty wind. We, we have everyone speaking in tongues. How did we get there to this process of purification? The process of power. It came because of Acts 1. The process of, dare I say, unification. Look with me in Acts 1 verse 14. These all continued with one accord. There it is again. In prayer and supplication. During this time, when about 120 believers were together in one place, Peter stood up and addressed them. Verse 16, brothers, he said, the scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning Judas. Can I, I heard Bishop Jake say this one time. Can I say that, that Judas is always perfect at his purpose? Yeah, always perfect at his purpose. He, he was the one who obviously was used to see Jesus arrested to see Jesus handed over, to see Jesus crucified. Judas is perfect in his purpose. Stop whining about the people who hurt you in life. Instead, the next time you see them, just say, thank you that you are perfect in your purpose. Because of you, I was forced to pray. Because of you, I was forced to get closer to God. Because of you, I was, I was forced to start believing who God called me to be. Jesus can only fulfill his purpose if Judas fulfills his. Yikes, no one ever wants to hear that. But ain't that the truth? Here we go. The scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning Judas, who guided those who arrested Jesus. This was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit, speaking through David. Judas was one of us and shared in the ministry with us. Look at verse 21. So now we must choose a replacement for Judas. Okay. Jesus resurrects. He shows himself alive for 40 days, the Bible tells us, with many infallible proofs. I Meaning he had to keep showing himself and proving to his disciples, I'm not dead. I'm not a ghost. I'm not an aberration. I'm not a hallucination. I'm not a figment of your imagination. I am here, physically, presently, powerfully. Here I am. 40 days, he shows himself alive multiple times to his disciples. I'm just wondering, why did he make them wait then 10 more days to receive the promise of the Holy Ghost? Maybe, maybe just maybe they needed those 10 days to resolve the conflict of Judas. Think about it. Derek, I'm glad you're with me. Maybe just maybe they needed those 10 days to correct some things. Maybe they needed those 10 days to stop making it about themselves. And we really need to understand what God's will is. Maybe, just maybe, they needed those 10 days to get ready for something greater. Can I tell you, maybe the next time that God promised you something and he doesn't deliver on, on, on it right away, maybe, just maybe, you need to stop getting upset and stop getting frustrated, and maybe you just need to start getting ready because the promise is coming in 10 days. Good. Good. So now, in order for the disciples to get into harmony with what God has for them, they knew that someone had to replace Judas. Someone had to take Judas' spot. Look at verse 21 again there. The original language actually kind of says it more like this. It means that we need to find another of a different kind. 
We need to find someone of a of different kind. So when they are picking someone to replace Judas, they realize we don't want another of the same kind. <laughs> I need a witness in this place just for a moment. How many of you have been through something and you don't need another of the same kinds? Come on, Lord, I need a new problem. Lord, I don't need to date a man of the same kind. Different face, different name, but same kind. I don't need another one of those. I don't need another been there, done that experience. I need something new. So they say, if we're going to replace Judas, we don't need another one like him. We need someone different. And the Bible tells us that they had a list of criteria that they went through. And there were two men that they came down to. One of them's name was Justice. That's my son's name. Yeah, what, what an awesome name. But justice wasn't one, just, it wasn't about justice. It was about the disciples coming into agreement. We've got this list of criteria. We've got these people we can choose from. But we need to come into agreement. Who should we choose? Or Mrs. Beck is at whom? Whom should we choose? Who should I? I never know. That's why you, that's why you ask an English teacher, because you just never know. Who, who, whom should we choose? Now, here's what happens. The disciples knew something in that moment that we are still learning 2,023 years later. They understood you cannot experience the promise of Pentecost if there's division. If we're not on the same page, we can't receive the promise. Somebody needs to write that thing down. Come on. Until we get on the same page, we cannot receive what God has promised. And I can, can I just prophesy to this church? I believe we're going to have everything God has promised. But if we're going to walk in everything God has promised, we need to start walking together in unity so we can have his promises. Okay? So if you're taking notes, write this down. I'll give you a couple things. Write this down. Wherever there is hope of unity, Satan sends division. Wherever there is hope of unity, Satan sends division. I mean, think about it. I don't really know much about math, but God knows everything about it. God is a multiplier. Give me two, two fish and five loaves and I'll feed 5,000 men. God's a multiplier. He looks at uh, Abraham one time in uh, Hebrews 6, 14. He says, surely I will bless you and multiply you. God is a multiplier. Amen. But Satan is a divider. Because Satan understands the power of our unity. He, he is a divider. He understands there's power when we get together. I've done this illustration before, but I've had Michael come up here and poke me in the chest as hard as he can. It doesn't hurt as bad if Michael decides to bring his other four friends together and let me have it. There's a power in our unity, and Satan understands that. That's why he's always trying to keep you home and isolated and not ask you for prayer. And people are too busy to know what's going on, and nobody really cares. He's always trying to get you to believe you're alone. He's a divider. This is how he operates. This is, this is what he does. Satan actually believes what Jesus said when Jesus said a house divided cannot stand. If I could find some believers in 2023 that would agree with Jesus, we need to stay unified so we can continue to stand. Write this down for taking notes as well. Division limits our power. Division limits our power. What does that mean? That means anytime there is more than just you, Satan will send division. Oh, you don't believe me? 
Try getting married. Anytime there's more than just you, thank you. Satan's going to send division. Try getting married. Try joining a team. Try joining a church. Anytime there's more than just you, Satan will send division. Try working hard to bring people together. Satan will try harder to send division. Listen to me. He wants you to waste your time fighting against individuals so you won't have any strength left to fight against the issues you were called to stand against. Huh. Maybe just maybe if, 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 if God's people could, could just come into agreement over God's promises, then it wouldn't matter what kind of division, what kind of problem, what kind of issue Satan will send at us. Because if God's people come together and agree on God's purpose, then even the gates of hell cannot prevail against God's purpose when we're unified. Hmm. Pastor, I thought this was a birthday message. The whole point of celebrating our birthday as a church, is recognizing we're a church. Many members, but one body. Give me Acts 2-1 again, Karina. The disciples now have finally come to that place of one accord. How did we get to the place of one accord? Because we finally resolved the issue about Judas. We have finally settled the issue of the betrayer. Now, let me have a little bit of fun here for a moment. Everyone okay with me having fun? You okay with that? Okay. Uh, I, church shouldn't be boring, amen? Heaven's not going to be. Why should church be? Hello? Come on. Yeah. The word accord, yes, unity, yes, uh, the uh, Sokovia Accords, if you're uh, an Avengers fan, yes. The idea of an agreement. But accord is also a musical term. It's a musical term. So the disciples could not achieve one accord with Judas. Think about it. Judas was off key. There we go. Thank you, Miss Tracy. Someone caught in their spirit. Judas had his own agenda. Can, can I illustrate this? I'm going to, I just need a couple of people who don't know how to sing. You just, I just, you know you don't know how to sing. Come on. I don't want you back like, I, I need to be on American Idol because mama said, grandma said I can sing, and, and, but no one else says it but them. Hello. I need people to just know they can't sing. Come here, Michael. Come here, Pastor Bethel. Where's Paul? Is Paul in the room? Come here, Paul. I'm going to, I'm gonna, I need a choir of people. Right. Anybody else who can't sing, who's brave enough to join me up here? Come on. Come on. You can't sing? Brad, come on, Brad. Come on. Come on, brother. Come on. We got the all men's can't sing choir up here. Come on, somebody put your hands together for this. This congregate of, of mighty men. <clears throat> all right, y'all. Here's what we're going to do. Join together. We're a one, two, three, four quintet. Is that right? Quintet? Five? All right. Come on in. Come on in close, guys. All right. We're going to sing How Great Is Our God. <laughs> Join us in worship. Y'all ready? <clears throat> ready? How great is our God, how great is our God, oh, how great is our God, how great is our God. Ladies and gentlemen.
Chandler, one time only. Impact Churches, I can't sing men's choir. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Somebody's got their phone out like, what just happened? Mackenzie, why was our sound so disturbing? Why, why was, I mean, there's a list of reasons why that was terrible. In, in part because we kind of meant for it to be. The other part is because, I mean, at least they were honest enough to say this is what I sound like anyway. Why was that so disturbing to your ear? It was the same song, same lyrics, same place, same stage, same microphone, but different agendas. Derek, if I could just preach this for a moment. What do we sound like to God every Sunday when we gather together and we claim it's the same purpose, it's the, it's the same desire, it's the same song, but we've got different agendas, we've got different mindsets, we've got different beliefs. What happens to our sound before God? Can I tell you this is what you sound like when you show up and you make it all about your ministry, all about your anointing, all about your calling, all about your purpose. You sound dysfunctional, you sound divided, and it does not sound pleasing to God. Oh my God, I'm about to help somebody in this place get off of your agenda and get on God's agenda because that's where the blessing is. When I begin to pursue unity and not my ministry, not my anointing, not my calling, but unity, is it possible to have a Judas within yourself? Some party that's always betraying your greater purpose. No, they're not. I just said Judas and it got real quiet. Ain't talking to me, but I know who he is talking to. Hello. Okay, maybe, maybe there's been a Judas within yourself, but is there a Judas within this church? Dare I ask, is there a Judas within your family? Whew. Let me try something real quick. The reason I can do this, walk from here to here, and walk from here to here. Thank you, sir. It wasn't so much the swag as it was my legs are in agreement. The reason some of you are so confused right now and your life is going nowhere is because you are split in your agreements. The flesh wants to obey God. The flesh wants to obey itself. Yeah, amen. No, no, the flesh wants to obey its own will. The spirit is saying, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. And I'm divided because my flesh wants one thing. My spirit wants to walk another. There is division. How can I get anywhere in life when I am constantly divided about my direction? Next point then. Now, I'll, I'll make you stop taking notes. Division stops our progress. It limits our power and it stops our progress. Can I ask somebody in this place to stop being spiritually two-faced? Can I just ask you, stop being that double-minded man who's just full of his own ways. Just stop being so two-faced. You holy on Sunday, but you tripping on Saturday. Come on, somebody. What's going on? Stop being a spiritual two-faced. What you need is for your flesh to come into agreement with your spirit and not the other way around. 
I, I, I understand what, 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 what scripture is, is, is trying to teach me about unity. And let me illustrate this. I, I, I need for my flesh to align with my spirit. Uh, instead of asking the, the, I can't sing men's choir to join me again. I'm going to ask the, the worship team, the, the ladies who can actually sing. Somebody say hallelujah. Yeah. Ladies, get your microphones. Get your microphones. We have the, you got your microphones. Get your microphones. Rev Dev, give me the, uh, the key of A just real quick. Okay, there we go. In unison, ladies. How great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. I'm going to try it. Unison. How great is our God. Isn't that a little more pleasing? Isn't that a little more pleasing to the ear right there? Uh, I love those men, but let's not do that ever again. But the unison, it, it had this kind of sound to it. It was, it was a one accord, if you will. It was, it was unified. And can I tell you that that's the way you want your life to sound? You want to be at peace within yourself. I need, to, I need myself to be one with myself, not constantly divided over spirit and flesh. I need to be one. I just need to be unified within myself. Then I will find a place of beauty and peace. Amen. Man, I could probably just, we could listen to that all day. That was pretty. But I kind of struggled to hit those notes. I'm just going to be honest. Because we don't all have the, the same vocal range. I'm a, I'm a natural baritone slash bass. Oh, yeah. I sing tenor sometimes because I have to. I'm not David Smith. David can sing an alto line. I'm... I'm I shouldn't be up there. It's beyond my range. It's a struggle for me to get up there and hit those notes. Uh-oh. Maybe the reason you can't be at your best is because you're always trying to hit someone else's. Should I, Kristen? Should I just say it? Should I just sit right here for a moment? Maybe the biggest problem in your life isn't what's happening in mine. Maybe the biggest problem is you're just trying to be something you weren't created to be. I'm not saying we shouldn't learn from others. I'm saying we shouldn't spend all of our time trying to be others. Oh, I can't hit that note, Mackenzie. Mackenzie can hit that note. Nadia could hit that note. Amen. Amen. Hey. I shouldn't hit that note. Hmm. In music, there is a a difference between a note and a chord. Rev Dev, play an A note for me. Rev Dev, play an A chord for me. Oh, you don't want me singing melody with Mackenzie. You want me singing in my range. You want me doing my parts. This, if we could ever learn something called harmony, if you will, 
And this is not so I can, I can have a big you know, mass choir and I can teach everyone to sing a part. But if we can learn something called harmony, if I can learn to find my place, if I can learn to, to find my role, if I can learn to just be satisfied with who I'm called to be, if I can just help contribute in some way, according to Acts chapter 2, if we want to receive the promise, if we want to receive the fullness of the power, if we are ready to be as witnesses to the ends of the earth, then we have to get in one accord for the power to come. Let's try this one more time, ladies. I'm not going to sing the melody. I'm going to play my part. Rev Dev, give me the A chord. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's your... There it is. I'm not doing that. That's for Mackenzie. Y'all ready? One, two, three. How great is our God? Sing with me. How great is our God? In all you'll see how great, how great is our God. Ooh. Something, something begins to happen when I learn my role, when I find my place, when I just realize it's not about my differences, it's about where do I fit in within the plan and scheme of Almighty. God, I need somebody to put your hands together and help me for just a moment. Help me for just a moment. Because I asked you at the beginning of this message, what does unity sound like? I'll tell you what it sounds like. Shake your neighbor and tell them, sing your parts. Sing your parts. Do your parts. Fulfill your parts. That's what unity sounds like in the body of Christ. Listen to me. You don't have to be able to preach. You don't have to be able to sing. You don't have to be able to lead. You don't have to be creative. You don't have to be an organizer. You don't have to be gifted. You don't have to be educated. You don't have to be wealthy. You just have to do your parts. Sing your parts. Stand your feet with me. Philippians 2.2. Paul is writing to the church in Philippi. Check this out. Look what he says in Philippians 2.2. He says, complete my joy. How? By being of the same mind. What? Paul says it makes me happy. It actually completes my joy. When you stop talking about your differences and you start finding reason to be of the same mind, having the same love. I'm going to be real careful I say this right now because I got a whole month to say it. Love is not love. God is love. God is love. God is love. We can redefine love however we want to, but according to the scriptures, God is love. Oh, shoot, I need to go back and fix my post right now. Absolutely, go do it. God is love. I need to have the same love work together being in one accord and of one mind now check out verse 3 do nothing out of selfish ambition 
Check out, y'all. Or empty pride. I always put my foot in my mouth and cancel myself. I'm going to do it again. God resists the proud, Scripture says, but he gives grace to the humble. Go ahead and cancel me. You have to cancel this book as well. God resists the proud. So do nothing out of selfish ambition or empty pride. But he gives grace to the humble. So in humility, consider others. Woo. Oh my God. I need somebody who believes this verse just to say, preach, preach. I believe it. I believe it. Preach it. Consider others more important than yourself. What would it look like in 2023 if we stopped coming to church just to get mine? Is the pastor got a word for me today? Will the worship team bring me into the presence of God? Will somebody at the door greet me and let me let be a shoulder for me to cry on it and walk me into my room after they give me a pastry and some coffee? Will they make me feel valued and special and seen? Sure. You know why? Because they have realized it is more important to put others and consider others. What would happen if the whole body of Christ in humility considered others more important than themselves what would begin to happen i'll tell you what would begin to happen the homosexuals wouldn't need to hold the pride parade they would come into the presence of god and find a place of healing and hope and deliverance and encouragement and strength People who are sick would not keep running to the doctors or are trying to get more prescription drugs. They would run into the presence of God and find healing and wholeness. The people who are bound by sin and addiction and struggles would not try to find another hit somewhere. They would run into the presence of God because it's here that they see they're being elevated and treated as more important than the sin they are bound by. What would begin to happen if in 2023, we started fulfilling Jesus' prayer and we just decided, let us just be one as the Father and the Son are one. I need somebody just to throw up your hands right now and say, let it be so, Lord. Let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be so. Now I get it. We have differences. Pastor Bethel, you know what the beauty of harmony is? The beauty of harmony is I can be different. I don't have to be the same. I can be different as long as I fit within the cord. I can be me. I can do me. I just got to fit in that cord. I thank God that in the body of Christ, we're not all pastors and not all preachers and not all singers. I thank God for the person who's just willing to come early and set some stuff up and put a smile on their face and raise your babies, teach your babies, train your children. I'm thankful for every part of the body of Christ because we have different anointings. We have different purposes. We have different callings. We have different roles. I appreciate the distinctiveness of our differences. But you must come to understand this. You can't be so different that you violate our sound. Bring it down. I need to make sure to hear it. I'll say it again. You cannot be so different that you violate our greater purpose. 
offered up to God that is pleasing to his ear. Would you look at your neighbor kindly and just tell them, especially if you're standing next to Pastor Beto or Brad or Michael or Paul, look at them and just simply say, it's time to get in tune. It's time to get in tune. Michael, I know you can't sing. That's why I asked you to come help me. Brad, I had no idea you couldn't sing. Thanks for helping me. Actually, it sounds too bad. Can I tell you, the problem is not your throat. The problem is your... That's what we call people who think they can sing and can't. That sister's tone deaf. She's just tone deaf. The problem isn't her voice. The problem is her ear. Maybe the reason you don't hear right is because you aren't making the right sound. Wait, what? If I don't hear right, I can't make the right sound. If I don't hear it right, I might sound like Pastor Beto and Michael. Thank God we dissolved that choir as soon as it started. If I can't hear it, I can't make it. Scripture says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? Can I help somebody right now? I have learned that's why certain people have left my life and walked away from my life. The reason they are gone is because their life and my life were not making the same sounds. We had different agendas, different purposes, different plans, and we had to go our different paths. We weren't making the same sound. So Acts 2.1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Please don't miss this family. The Holy Ghost can't make a sound from heaven until they make the right sound here on the earth. They had to get rid of their Judases. They had to stop their disagreements. They had to respect the different vocal ranges. They had to realize women have a place in the kingdom of God. We can't keep them silent any longer. Ooh. It's when they begin to make the same sound, the right sound that heaven began to open up. And I just came to tell somebody, when we finally get into that place that the disciples did, we are now in harmony with God's perfect purpose. Then God is going to hear us from heaven and he's going to turn and he's going to say, I've been waiting for the accord. I have been waiting for you to get together. I have been waiting for you to stop focusing on your differences and start celebrating what makes you one sound unto me. The harmony of our differences as a pleasing sound to God. And God says, the more moment you get in one accord is the same moment I'm going to open up the heavens and pour down my promise of the spirit on your life and you will have power and you will be my witness and you will have anointing to transform this generation somebody don't stare at me help me get to the place where we are unified as one sound not the same sound sound of harmony pleasing unto God and once we release the right sound Acts 2-2 suddenly the sound 
Okay, we got that great Acts 2 2. Acts 2 2. A sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. The sound from heaven. One accord brought a suddenly sound. One chord brought a suddenly sound. The harmony of who they were brought a suddenly sound. I'm prophesying to somebody who needs a suddenly right now. I need a suddenly. How fast can God heal my body? Suddenly. How fast can God turn the situation around? Suddenly. How fast can God break the generational curse? Suddenly. How fast can God show his mighty power? Suddenly. How fast can God restore the joy of my salvation? Suddenly. Who needs a suddenly miracle? Come on, who needs a suddenly blessing? Who needs a suddenly breakthrough? This could be my moment where God does something suddenly. The walls of Jericho look the same the first 13 times around. But at the right time, when I make the right sound, a miracle begins to happen. And suddenly, the wall began to fall. Paul and Silas are beaten, whipped, thrown in prison. But at the right time, they made the right sound and began to sing praises to God. And suddenly, God began to shake the foundation of that prison. And they were set free. Someone shout suddenly. I said shout suddenly. Suddenly, if we can, just for a moment with our hands raised. God, we praise you for the possibility of what you can do suddenly. Come on, somebody in faith, say suddenly. Suddenly. It took weeks, months, years to get in this addiction, to get stuck in this mindset, to have this bad attitude. I learned it from others, but suddenly God can set me free. What took decades to learn, God can unravel suddenly. I need a suddenly breakthrough today, and I don't know who I'm preaching to, but God said he's ready to make the right sound on heaven if you will just make the right sound here on earth. He's ready suddenly to give you the healing. He's ready suddenly to give you the breakthrough. He's ready suddenly to pour out his spirit. He's ready to open the doors. He's ready to bring the prosperity. He's ready to elevate you. He's ready to move the mountain. He's ready to make a way where there is no way. He can do it suddenly. All he's waiting on is for us to make the right sound in one accord. Can you lift your hands, lift your voice, and in one accord with me today. In one accord. In one accord. What do I mean? With our hands raised. If you're a believer in Jesus, this, I'm only speaking to believers in Jesus. If you're a believer in Jesus, please throw up your hands right now with me right now. Why, Pastor? Because I'm trying to get us into one accord. One accord. If you, if you don't believe in Jesus, that's fine. Keep your hands to your side. But if you're a believer in Jesus, I'm just asking you to help join in one accord today. Now we're doing the same thing with our hands. But we have our own role to play. You all can't be Pastor Beth, though. We need Pastor Beth, though, to be the best Pastor Beth that we can be. And he can only be that when he is Pastor Beth, though. We all, we all can't be David Smith. We need him to be the best David Smith he can be. We all can't be Thomas Patterson. We need him to be the best Thomas Patterson he can be. We need you to be the best you that you can be. And it starts today when you get in unity with yourself 
and then you get in accord with God's purpose for this church. Dare I say, we are going to see miracle signs and wonders while we're playing soccer, <laughs> while we're playing softball, while we're handing out water bottles at the 4th of July parade. We're going to see miracles, signs and wonders this summer because we're not making it about our own agenda, our own plans, our own pro I'll sleep in today. No, I'm going to be part of the cord. Whatever role I need to play, I will fit in. My differences don't matter. It's how can I fit in and make God's agenda be fulfilled in the earth. So with our hands raised, everyone to say this with me. Lord Jesus, I am yours. Every part of me. I am a member of your body. Thank you for my distinct calling, my distinct anointing, my distinct purpose. But what matters more is that I find my place and I sing my part in the chord. Today, I declare I belong to Jesus. I am one with Jesus. Therefore, I am one with his body. Help me to remove all division. Help me to remove all discord. Help me to be in agreement with my brothers and sisters. Let us be one as you and the Father are one. Keep those hands raised just for a moment longer. Keep them raised just for a moment longer. Never want to say this name with me. Just say the name Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Say it in your own native tongue if you want to. Whatever it is, say his name Jesus. Go on, Jesus. Jesus. We're saying the same name, but we say it differently. Jesus. It's okay. This is the chord. This is the chord, Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. In him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. It's all about Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just as we, just as we all would come to you today. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.